Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the November 30th, Tuesday edition of the AM show hosted live here on Alpha Mint. I am your host, as always, R2DGen, and I am a joined by the uh, slightly uh, sad boy uh, free market capitalist this morning and (laughs) a special guest host we have Ongo of uh, Cyber Babies fame. Uh, Good morning to you both. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Uh, and it's uh, it's a good morning. I don't know about you guys, but here in Canada, it is snowing like a MFR. Um, so that's uh, it's winter is finally here. So uh, I like the winter. But um, yeah, so uh, let's let's start the show off. I, I asked this hesitantly, um, but free market. How was your day yesterday? Uh, yeah, my day was great. My evening was a little little not great. Um Yeah, everything was dominated by the Clonex drop last night. It was the talk of the town. If you had looked at the Twitter trending topics, the two trending topics were three ETH and Clonex. We will talk about the significance (laughs) of three ETH and Clonex later. um, But... that, yeah, that, that I don't know how that fucking happened, but it is. Um, I want to say hilarious, but it, it, it's kind of not. But <laughs> it's the Yankees choke into the socks in the ALCS. There's no other. It, it's it's that it's that big a botch. It's that they fumbled the bag pretty hard. Yeah. So um, we will discuss that in great detail uh, after we get through the uh, morning um, segment. I actually just want to introduce Ongo a little bit more. So Ongo is uh, a new member of the Moon Lounge. He is also the creator and founder of Cyber Babies with the team he has there. And uh, a lot of the new members you're going to see hop in here are from uh, from your discord. Yeah, the um, our guys have definitely been looking for like a, an alpha group for quite a bit now but you know some of the ones that i was aware of were uh you know pretty expensive and when scott reached out to me and he let me see what you guys were about it was a no-brainer i was like absolutely if you guys want to partner with us and like our members are super 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 excited to be here too so yeah i'm glad that you guys yeah you guys have been super welcoming to everybody and you know thank you guys for you know, doing that and with us. That's what we're all about here. And um, so for anybody listening right now, uh, uh, Ongo and his team have developed a, uh, a bot that uh, they use for minting and some, some purchases on OpenSea and stuff like that. So he's going to co-host the show with us, like as normal, just banter back and forth. And then uh, later on in the show, we're going to, uh, we're going to move into the, um, the voice chat channel and they're going to do a bit of a project demo and, and field some questions from the audience as well regarding their, uh, their product. But uh, yeah, we're, we're super excited to have you in here and we're glad that you're enjoying the community. So thank you so much for, for being up on stage with us this morning. Well, yeah, and also thank you for letting me join the show and talk shit with you guys. Like, I'm always right. down to do that. So let's oh. fun, let's fund some let's fund some bags. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so quickly we're going to look at the uh, the cryptocurrency market overview. Uh, Bitcoin having a bit of a day, kind of touching over fifty eight thousand. Ethereum has been the talk of uh, Alpha Mint though. Um, right now, sitting at forty six hundred and sixty three dollars, up thirteen percent on the week and up seven percent on the the twenty four hour clock. It uh, doesn't seem to be affecting NFTs. We kind of always have this narrative: ETH goes up, NFTs go down. But um, you know, we're, we're kind of seeing a strong parity, at least in the projects that that I've been looking at, and uh, I am okay with that. Free market, what do you think? Yeah, uh, I would. I would agree with that. It seems to be uh, that while 
Ethereum is rallying or quote unquote rallying right now. We seem to just be in this sideways consolidation phase since we tested uh, the old all time highs and NFTs seem to be benefiting from it. I think there's rotation back into the JPEGs. Mints are going well. Secondary volume is brisk. Things are trading above mint price. So I think it's a pretty good atmosphere for NFTs. Yeah, I mean, to be, uh, you know, 20 days removed from the all time high and down only 5%. I think that that's a, a good sign that we never actually hit peak euphoria um, for crypto and that this was just, as you said, kind of healthy consolidation. We're trading sideways a little bit. We have some ups and downs and, uh, you know, maybe this is the start of a, of a bit of a leg up. Ongo, you have any nope. uh, thoughts? Oh, sorry. Go free, Mark. No, I was just going to say, felt like a pretty classic bear trap there where sentiment was just a little too far to one side of the boat. It had that nice 10% haircut that happened right after Thanksgiving, and it seems that uh, it retraced just as quickly. So, When you say 10% haircut, you mean the entire market crashed and crypto is dead, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, if, if ETH is still above 4K, I mean, we're all fucking doomed, right? Like, what? Bitcoin's at $56,000? Fuck this. Like, I'm done. Give me the rope. Yeah, it was hilarious. We were we were joking about that, how, like, you know, it runs all the way up to, you know, at this point, 69,000. But, uh, you know, it, we're talking four years ago, it was ran up to 19,000. And that was, like, super high. Um, and, you know, our, our motto is kind of sometimes just slow down and zoom out, right? Yeah, of course. And I think that like in the moment, like people just panic because, you know, I think there's a lot of people and like there's a lot of new people in the crypto market and the NFT market that just also like ape into things and spend beyond their means. So the minute, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I mean, I know that's wild to think about, but yeah, like I think I think that's definitely part of it. And it's interesting because like if you if you look at the guys that have been involved in this stuff for a really really long time i mean there's still some of them that like panic and they're just like oh my god the sky is falling but you know a lot of the people that have been in crypto because i've been in crypto since like the beginning of 2017 and so like yeah so like when i see all of this stuff happen i'm like oh okay like i don't really think this is a, this is totally normal and par for the course right but then you hop on like ct and like discords and stuff and everybody's just like oh my god the sky Everything is falling is- yeah. And then like what you guys touched on a minute ago is just like, there's this narrative right now. And, you know, I'm still learning about NFTs. We all are like, it's still new and, you know, nobody is an expert on it, but you know, it's this thing where like, okay, well, if, and if ETH is ripping, then NFTs are going to like consolidate or die. Right. If, if ETH goes down, like NFTs like are going to die. If ETH crabs, NFTs are going to die. It's like, okay, so what environment are NFTs supposed to fucking Yeah, in? that reminds me of the like, 2017 narrative of like Bitcoin goes down, ETH goes down, Bitcoin goes up, ETH goes down. And it was just like, it, it, you know, we're looking at, we're reading the tea leaves here. Um, right, for sure. And then you look at the, look at the, look at the volume though. Like when ETH went down, like, you know, NFT volume was like skyrocketing like on OpenSea, right? And, you know, like you guys had just said, like a lot of projects, like even with ETH ripping right now, like a lot of stuff still seems to be moving the volumes there. And um, They're just misidentifying exactly what's happening because when people rotate, you know, into different assets, you're going to see volume die in that other asset. But it's not because Ethereum is more expensive in dollar terms. It's just a rotation to a different asset within the ecosystem. And that's why you see the volume dry up. But of course, it looks like because ETH is going up like, oh, ETH is getting more expensive in dollar terms. It's obviously going to hurt NFTs. But if that were true, 
then the move from 300 to 4,000 last year should have killed NFTs a lot more than the move from 4,000 to 5,000 now. And right. here we are. A um, couple of final notes that are the only other note that I want to talk about with cryptocurrencies is everybody's favorite coin. Shiba is uh, on the rise again, up 33 percent in the last 24 <laughs> hours. And uh, this thing is taking a taking a chunk at a dogecoin again as the uh the two dog coins kind of fight for their spot in the top 10 so uh i have no comment on shiba uh i'm glad that somebody made five billion dollars off of it and we'll leave it at that um Moving on to some crypto news, uh, big, big news yesterday. Uh, Jack Dorsey stepping down as the, uh, the leader of Twitter. Um, a lot of speculation that Jack is going to be going all in on, uh, on crypto as he's probably been one of the most public, uh, evangelists of, of Bitcoin specifically. Um, you know, but th- there's always been talk of Twitter integrating NFTs. Twitter, uh, is integrating Bitcoin tipping, um, you know, he bought a whole bunch of Bitcoin on uh, Square's balance sheet and, you know, Square being the giant uh, payment system that they are. Uh, I, I imagine that this is going to become his focus. But uh, uh, Free Market, what do you think about the, this this move by Jack? It was took a, took everyone by a bit of a surprise. I really like Jack Dorsey, his his Bitcoin maximalism aside. But I think every Ethereum head in Twitter kind of breathes a sigh of relief. I know they've been pushing really hard for NFTs because, quite frankly, Ethereum is more important to Twitter than Bitcoin is. And I think that that was causing friction with Jack. You know, Twitter is visual based. You're looking at text. You're looking at pictures. You're looking at profile pictures. Where does Bitcoin fit into that compared to Ethereum, right? So I think you saw a lot of cool leaks even coming out of Twitter people the moment Jack stepped down with some more looks onto uh, as to what the PFP verification system would look like for them. So we're pretty excited about that coming. I do think that Twitter also has to be a lot more careful than other companies because they're so intertwined in government and media. Um, a hacked Twitter account can cause a war, as we know. It is not your it is not your normal company, um, and, and you know, Twitter uh, crypto is is hindered by regulatory issues. So I think that's why they've been so careful about approaching it. And now Jack's going to feel a little more liberated at a, at a finance only company where they're already you know dealing in crypto. So I think it's a good move. I liked Jack. Uh, I I believe he's still on the board, of course. Um, And I'm really bullish on Twitter if we're going to do a little stock stuff. I think that they are the they have the most potential for monetization in the social media space going forward. Yeah. And it's important to note that uh, the person taking over Twitter was the CTO um, who was um, running the decentralized version of Twitter, Blue Sky. Uh, so, you know, obviously. Very somebody, well liked. Yeah, very, very, very well liked. Obviously, yeah. Insiders. And obviously big on decentralization. And you would presume that this is somebody that's uh, crypto, uh, crypto native as well. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, Twitter kind of just has become along with discord now i guess just the the de facto place for for fi- all things finance all things crypto and now all things nft so um it'll be interesting to see what jack gets up to ongo uh what's your take on jack he's a pretty polarizing individual um and you know as as fmc said uh, a bit of a bitcoin maxi but uh yeah what do you think 
Um, honestly, like I don't really have too strong a take on Jack one way or the other. Like the little bit like I've read about him, like seen interactions and stuff like that. He seems like a pretty good dude. And I know like prior to me getting involved with NFTs, I was definitely um a lot more bullish on Bitcoin than I was ETH. But, yeah, I was you know, the same as, way too. I exactly at, at, like, and, and it's not that like I'm 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 not any less bullish on Bitcoin. I'm just far more bullish on ETH than I than I than I've ever was before. Now that like I've I'm like in the ecosystem and like I'm seeing everything that's built on ETH. Like I'm definitely I've come over to the dark side, so to speak. Because yeah, for a long time I was just like a Bitcoin maxi, and you know, the longer and longer I enter this space, I'm just like, okay, I kind of fucking love ETH, kind of love it more than Bitcoin. So. Um, but yeah, like as far as Jack goes, though, I don't, I don't really have any strong feelings one way or the other, but he's always, you know, seemed like a really, really smart dude. And, you know, I love that he's a massive proponent for crypto and he's, you know, somebody that has a following and has a platform to be able to voice his opinions and stuff. And that's certainly not a bad thing. Yeah. I probably be for the, for the crypto space in general, probably pretty bullish on square right now too, as, uh, as they probably look to kind of grab a stranglehold on some kind of uh, crypto payment platform. But, uh, yeah, moving on from Jack, uh, one final little piece of news, uh, more related to NFTs, but we have Snoop Dogg dropping his, uh, decentralized dog NFT on super rare. (laughs) Um, I don't know if you checked this out, but the bidding right now, last I saw was at 169 ETH. Um, it's, uh, it's a, one of one done with him and Coldy. I'm not rec- really familiar with that. Does that name ring a bell to you, FMC? Uh, no. No? Okay. Um, it is pretty cool, though. I have it up on screen, but I'll drop the link in the AM show chat right now. But uh, it's kind of got him. I'm going to pull up the sound, and hopefully it's not too loud. Alpha sets day one. You guys won't be able to hear it, actually, so I'm just going to turn it on. But like, it's got this like kind of just like chill vibe with Snoop probably high as fuck talking about nfts so um yeah that's kind of big news and this thing is uh is ripping i don't know how much it's going to end up selling for but it's got about three days left and uh you know snoop or uh rumored to be kazomo medici is uh probably one of the biggest celebrities uh that is like very very nft centric yeah he's definitely the largest i would say uh as far as followings go uh, and he's very pro NFT, whether he's Cosmo or not. In fact, I have a feeling Cosmo is is the 169 bid on Snoop's NFT, but that's just my gut feeling. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that he is very loved, very respected, and he's obviously deep in the world because he has this publicity stunt going with the uh, with the Cosmo stuff. So you love to see it. Did, who else had uh, Snoop Dogg being a massive crypto and NFT proponent on their 2021 bingo card, though? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? I, <laughs> I definitely wouldn't have predicted that. But yeah, it's it's great, man. Like, I I, I like Snoop Dogg. Everybody likes Snoop Dogg. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, Snoop is just like, it's hard not to like, you know, who who would have thought? you know, years ago that he would just strike up this like super close friendship with Martha Stewart. Like, I just love, like (laughs) he just does whatever he wants. He's super chill. And uh, yeah, he loves the JPEGs too. And um, you know, definitely uh, you know, there's a lot of big names that have bought them. Obviously Steph Curry bought the board ape. Uh, Jimmy right, Fallon future. bought a board ape. Future, future just bought one too. We didn't even talk about yep. that. Uh, that's a big name. Uh, like Jay-Z bought a crypto punk, but um, I mean, they're not like, out there talking about it all the time, right? Like they've bought one, they put it as their profile picture and that's cool. And I'll like Snoop is like, Snoop is in it 
Is Jay Z a boomer or what? He bought a yeah. <laughs> over a board ape. Are you kidding? Yeah, the, the the one thing we did at least it's like Snoop Dogg out there like leading the charge and not like Puff Daddy because that would be the end of times. <laughs> like if, if we had like Diddy out here buying JPEGs, like that's probably a fucking massive top signal and it's time to sell everything. But to watch yeah, for like, the, I, watch for the Diddy purchase. Got it. <laughs> watch for the newscasters who chuckle every time they mention NFTs when they're mortgaging their house to buy your begons. That's you know <laughs> <laughs> always the opportunist opportunist to throw the began plug in there i love it i'm I, I, i'm gonna have to start buying more of those man every time you say the word began i just get a little a little bit more bullish on in existence in the audience there on the owl that is the yeah. cleanest floor alien in existence it's better than any punk i've ever seen it's crazy yeah. Love it. Um, okay, enough about Snoop. Uh, quickly go to WGMI. Nothing crazy going on in there. I think we're going to have to find a better way to, to track some like broader scope of floors because WGMI doesn't have like the, the biggest list of uh, things. But uh, in the last one day, Monkey Bet is uh, is doing all right up 40%, but that is following a gigantic crash after the uh, Baboon Bet kind of thing. And then the OpenSea debacle kind of crushed their floor. I was watching that in real time. So fuck you, OpenSea. Um, yeah, Wolf Game is uh, is kind of bouncing back. It's had a little bit of a rough go uh, during the midst of their uh, contract migration. Um, we'll see how Gary that... tweeted a wolf emoji last night. Oh, did he? Tweeted so we're game. yeah, it must be back a little back bit. on the run. Also, big shout out. Um, like Gary V is pretty pretty bullish on the um, the uh, Kryptoon goons, I believe. Right? He had an interview yeah, with him. On... Was there a seventeen E sale yesterday? I thought Ooh, I, saw. I didn't even didn't even yeah, watch 17E that seventeen E for uh, for one of the rares. Scott's just Dude, like, teasing an alpha mint floor tracker by ape season coming soon. So uh, get, get fucking hyped about that. Let's go. Um, sorry, uh, Ongo, you were, you were about to say something. No, dude, those like those are so fucking cool, man. And it looks like, you know, like 1930s, 1940s Disney slash Cuphead artwork. And they're de- it's definitely unique. Like I, that's one of my favorite projects that's come out the last three months. And the crazy thing is, dude, like when it came out, uh, like they, it just sat, I'm pretty sure they were up for like a week, dude. And then like, they just, they were up for a minute though. Cause like, I, and then they got traction, you know, they popped up on IC and then they flew after that because I had bought them the day before they sold out. And there was still like, you know, like 60% of the stock like in, and I just bought them cause they look cool. Like I, I didn't think, Oh, like I should buy these because you know, they're going to, you know, moon or anything like that. I just thought they looked really fucking cool and they were cheap. So I scooped them and then you know, they sold out the next day, but somebody had told me that they had been up for like a week or something like that. The they were just sitting dev. there. The head dev is a member of our uh, moon lounge. Shout out to Jesse Friedland uh, for the amazing project. We had quite yeah. a few ape in uh, because he had been teasing us for a few weeks with it. Yeah. And I just yeah. want to go back to Ongo's point. Like they, they do look great. Um, they're, they're PFP able. And, uh, you know, it, it's one of those projects that the rare project that once the reveal happened, it didn't really dump as much as some of the other ones do. Uh, I, and I think to your point, like they revealed and everything looked good. Like people were like, Oh, damn. Like these are, these are pretty fun. Um, and they're, they're very unique. That's the other thing too, right? Like there's not a lot of derivatives. They didn't spawn any derivatives after the fact. And, uh, yeah, they're just a, a, a fun project. That's a good too. 
man. Oh, that, <clears throat> I was just going to say that uh, that's another one that revealed and everyone was like, wow, all the floors look pretty damn good. That's just rare. <laughs> I think we always they, they show you the best pictures in the sneak peeks. Yeah. And then when you do the floors, you're always really yeah. underwhelmed. It's great when a project can put work into their floors so they pop a little bit and then still differentiate the rares. And they're just fun, dude. Just like, just like the, just like the goons, man. Like the, the swamp first project, they just look really fucking cool, man. Oh, yeah. Like I scooped, I scooped a couple of pizza ones yesterday. Just oh, nice. I really, really like them. Yeah, yeah, I just like the way they look, dude. Um, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a big MF Doom fan, uh, RIP. But uh, yeah, they even they have the the Doom masks on there, and they look dope as fuck. They're, uh, they I'm, have, I'm a little priced out of those, but uh, yeah. They, they have, there's Doom mask frogs for real. The Cryptoon goons. Oh, I dude, I didn't even I didn't even know there was Doom Cryptoons. What? Yeah. yeah, they're they're like the top 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 tier. Um, I'm gonna pull one up right now. Yeah, the Doom mask. There's nine of them, um, and you know they're going for above three ETH. Uh, actually, it looks one like only one for, sold. Yeah, yeah, the one that went for seventeen E was like um, he was missing the skin on half of his body. You oh see yeah, yeah, the, the half yeah, field. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, honestly, sign of a great project where we have no intention of talking about it. And then all of a sudden we just go off on a <laughs> tangent. So but uh, yeah, big shout out to Jesse Friedland, uh, Alpha Mint OG for for being part of that project. Love to see the members succeed um, in other ways, just other than trading. Right. So great place to network, too. Um, all right. Let's uh, get 60 listeners, my boy. Oh, all right. What what was the uh, 60 listener mark promise? I think Scott was going to buy a cool cat and send it to the burn address. I think that was the plan. <laughs> the burn address is my wallet right? scott's gonna leave right now so we're down on a listener and get there <laughs> no honestly huge thanks to everybody that's tuning in 59 people right now that's uh that is dope as fucking on all-time high uh let's talk about the kong game uh disaster and the whales game has some stuff going on let's talk games let's talk games uh free market you were involved i shouldn't say involved you were i believe on or watching the kong game (laughs) perfect let's let's talk yeah i was on the whitelist there because they whitelisted um kaijus kongs board apes etc and when i went into the discord i saw like sneaky and zeneca and people verifying so i was like oh this could actually be a thing the previews looked okay um, they weren't fabulous, but they were nice. Apparently, they were too detailed. We'll get into that in a second. Oh God, I just um, pulled up the open sea. This is okay. Yeah, go go go. <laughs> yeah, the open sea is all, the 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 images. They had to reduce the image size to a, to be able to afford to put the contract up. And holy shit, did they go from okay to terrible uh, when they, when they reduced that image size? But you know, images aside, none of these games are are reinventing the art wheel. Uh, when, no, when it comes to that, but they, it was just a completely screwed up launch, screwed up contract where I believe halfway through the whitelist mint, someone realized you could mint for zero. You didn't even have to pay the 0.02. Um, it was a complete debacle. The, the price on OpenSea is literally zero. And, um, the, the, <laughs> The creator or the head dev of the game basically went on the went on Twitter last night and was like, I, I don't know what happened. This is off. I, I feel terrible. I'm shocked. I, I didn't intend for this. And rest in peace, Kong game. Did he actually say that? Like, we're out? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go look at his Twitter. I forgot what his Twitter handle is. I saw the retweet yesterday. I mean, at least he's not he's not running away. Like I, I, I commend the guy for for not shying away from what's happening. He should, you know, get out there and, and explain and apologize. But everything went wrong. It was not good. I, yeah. I didn't even try to mint to be by the time. Honestly, they were supposed to mint on Sunday. There were delays for numerous reasons, not the least of which was this weird, like we didn't realize how expensive it would be to put this many gigabytes on chain type of thing. Um, so uh, it, I, it, I, had, I was already like, I really don't care if I see a bunch of people minting, maybe I'll run in once it started and I saw what was happening. I, I don't think I even went to the website to look so. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'm I'm pulling it up. Actually, I'm on OpenSea right now, and this is where it's kind of weird. Like, I don't know if maybe the news isn't out or or somebody <laughs> thinks that um, there's some upside to this. But like an hour ago, a Kong just got purchased for 0.25. Uh, okay. Yeah, like that's a that's a big purchase for a game that's pretty much dead in the water. For, um, yeah, for a zero floor. I mean, look, people do a <laughs> lot of real weird stuff. <laughs> It's not always about the money, guys. Sometimes it's just about the art. Okay? <laughs> Sometimes it's just about the art. Okay, like maybe the guy has a nice digital frame on his wall that he plans on uploading the Kong to, and you know that that's what it's for. Well, we'll just uh, we'll post a picture of this art that, that he just paid eleven hundred dollars for in the uh, AM show chat, and uh, we'll we'll move on from the conversation, I guess. <laughs> Twelve. Oh, that's, that's a. <laughs> that's what twelve hundred dollars got somebody. Yeah, uh, the chat's lighting up. Amazing. Conversely, um, whale game. Oh, whale game's not doing bad. Whale game's not doing bad. That was one that we were talking about yesterday. Um, a little bit, a little bit shaky. It was a derivative. We had um, some varying opinions on whether or not uh, you should be able to stake or uh, it's better to earn passively. Um, I want to clarify that I actually do believe that having to stake your NFTs does create some interesting financial uh, incentives to hold. And, you know, there's a risk reward of unstaking and trying to sell. It does constrict supply a lot. Um, I am partaking in whales game one because i do think that maybe the market will decide that passive income game it's time for a passive income game and uh they're gonna do some dynamics but um late into the evening last night i had minted a couple with some krill uh you know the every mint the the expense goes higher and higher um and you know i'm at a very low cost basis in this game so i kind of did the uh you know gas is pretty cheap right now let's just continue to play it and see where it goes well they announced in the middle of the night that they're there is a new portion of the uh, the game and they're going more into the DeFi aspect of it. And they announced that they are doing um, Krill Compounder. So it's Compound Krill. Now you can stake your Krill tokens and earn a percentage of the, I believe, the network transactions on top of it. Um, so... You know, now there's this interesting dynamic of you're not locking up your NFTs, but you do have the choice of uh, locking up your actual Krill token that's being generated and um, earning some compound interest on that. And uh, uh, so I, I thought that was interesting. Uh, the market responded pretty well to it. It went from about a 0. 0.05 floor last night up to about a 0. 0.1. Uh, the volume did pick up on it. And uh, I am now interested to see where this game actually goes. Um, Quite innovative, though. I am worried about them getting their open C blue check now, but very innovative uh, DeFi 
angle to their to to their game. At least there's some originality as the the book is that most of these games are just a copy paste of the Wolf game contract with some different uh, assets involved. Yeah, like you got you got to commend them for that. At least they are trying to uh, you know reinvent the wheel, so to speak. Granted, right. the week the the wheel's a week old. But um, like at least yeah, at least at least they're trying to do something different here. But I had mentioned, man, it seems like most of this stuff is just going to die, and it and it seems to be dying fairly quickly. Like most of these things are dying pretty violent deaths. Like Vampire Game Two, man, like that came out, and people were pretty stoked about it. And you know, when the whitelist, you know, they started minting, like nobody wanted it. People were just like, "No, nah, I'm good." And it's just baffling to me how you can. Want- I mean, I know that a lot of these projects are just cash grabs, but dude like the contracts as important as like any other part of your project and how these guys like it's every single day and like it feels like multiple times a day there's like a contract exploit and it's not always just for a p2e game either like it's just like you know contracts in general like oh we found an exploit where somebody can mint for free or you know wh- whatever the case may be it's just like dude how the fuck is that not airtight like how are you not just getting that like audited and like making sure that, that thing is foolproof before you launch your project but I mean, I think, again, that just comes back to a lot of these projects are crash cabs and they don't really give a fuck. Like, they just want to get paid and, you know, move on with their day. Yeah, but I that, totally that, agree. I, I would I would be willing to bet that there's actually just a small handful of dev teams that are just like, um, you know, watch for the meta. And the second that there's an uber successful uh, game like Wolf Game or a, a uber successful drop, um, they are just ready to go to hammer out a contract, some some pretty half-assed art. And then... Uh, um, you know, whatever happens, happens. Like all you need to do is strike big on one of them, mint out for, you know, $2 million or a million dollars. And you, you know, you can afford to take a couple of swings at some other ones and, you know, maybe only one in 10 hit for you. And I'm not advocating that anybody do this, but like, I I think that this is actually probably a smaller group of people taking advantage of this. Well, yeah, it seems like, go ahead. No, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. No. Yeah. I mean, it seems like that's happening a lot too, though. People are just like, Oh, we found out that, uh, you know, this team, like, like that feudals drama, like I didn't follow it. Like, I don't know everything about it, but I know that that's what they were saying was, oh, you know, this team is also involved in all these other failed projects. And so like, I, to what you're saying about it being like a small group of devs that are doing that. Like, I think, I think that you're right. Like, I think it is like, they're just sitting there waiting to pounce because yeah, dude, one, one successful mint out and you got, you know, you guys are fucking overnight millionaires. So why not just swing for the fences? But a lot of these contracts are being written by their eight-year-old children in their kitchen at 3 a.m. So <clears throat> people people like to make fun of the idea that the art matters, but quite frankly, it's your best clue as to whether a project is a cash grab or not, right? If it's low effort art that looks extremely rushed, well, obviously this project isn't genuine. It's not authentic. It's about the money and not about anything else. So look at the art. I mean, it, it really, it will t- like, here's an example. And I'm not saying that this, this game is legit. I don't know. But Wizards and Dragons seem to really put a lot of effort into their art. And there seems to be a there there. It, it seems like, if anything, they added the word game recently just to fit in to the current meta. But it doesn't feel like it feels like a project that was in the works before Wolf Game, quite frankly. And maybe I'm wrong. But of all the games coming up, it seems to be the one that that's had the most care put into the project. So, you know, well, you got to think that it's not 
really that recently that Orc game has had a lot of success. Um, I, I would imagine that they probably inspired a handful of projects that now are seeing the meta shift to games and they're going like, oh shit, we gotta, we gotta ride this wave. Um, my advice to them, or maybe not advice, they're not asking for it, but my thought process would be like, and we've talked about this a million times, focus on the quality and uh, you, your project will transcend the current meta. And, uh, and and the, the people will come. Um, and and also on top of that, specifically to gaming, gaming is like uh, gaming is something that just like deeply resonates with, uh, you know, the the younger generations. Like I, and when I say younger, I mean, like under 40. Right. Like this is uh, everybody under the age of 40 has just grown up with this shit and it's only gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. So if you're doing something in the gaming space uh, for NFT or crypto, like. Yeah, just just focus on putting out a great product and that uh, you don't need to ride this meta um for any reason. Correct. Mic drop. Yep. Mic yeah, drop. Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah, that is 100% a mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly though, like um free market brings up Wizards and Dragons, definitely one to look out for. It does it does look pretty cool and uh if it's well thought out and there's some depth to it, I think it'll do very well. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to have to try and find some time to do my own deep dive on it. And are they still whitelisting at all or. I think they're minting imminently. Oh, uh, GM mint is today. Know. I just saw that tweet. My, my mistake. There we go. Look yeah. out for that. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're adding any more to the whitelist. There's a few AM members on it. I typed guard as many times as I could and was not added. I have no idea what the process is, um, but I'll try to mint it. Uh, it def. I, I like the look, you know. I'm a sucker for that. So, so let's uh, let's move on, and and we will talk about the uh, the big topic of yesterday, as we alluded to at the beginning of the show. Um, I would bring up the artifact website on the screen, except it does not seem to be responding. Uh, so yeah, Artifact had, uh, had a less than stellar afternoon yesterday. They were releasing their Dutch auction at three ETH at 5 PM Eastern yesterday. Um, it seemed to actually gain some, a little bit of traction at three ETH. Uh, it looked like maybe what, 2000 sales, 1500 at that level. You were watching it live. I actually had to step out. There was about a thousand sales at three E for people who could actually, uh, access the website because it was, it was really a shit show. I guess this morning we found out it was hosted by GoDaddy. (laughs) A little, a little fucked for a $400 million drop. That's not real. Is it? That's just fun. I, I don't know. I don't know what's fun at this point because anybody who wasn't in the pre-sale is is joy. You know, they were salty about the drop to begin with. So it's it's just a perfect atmosphere today for misinformation to mix in with the info. But quite frankly, that's Artifact's fault. They shut the discord down. Let no slow mode, no anything. Now, granted, it was a nightmare in there. It was, you know, mutiny and... Uh, like tons of people in the discord who were never there because I had been dropping in the discord periodically for the last couple months. Sorry to cut you off. Can I get somebody to post the picture? It was floating around alpha mint yesterday of the message that they sent when they closed it off and uh, keep going free market. Yeah, no, it it was pretty pathetic. Um, They said that their mods were tired and that the FUD was, (laughs) was overwhelming 
and that they <laughs> they needed that they were going to shut it down until they woke up today. Mind you, as far as I know, it is still not open. The gen- yep, the general is still closed. There's no information. They had said they were going to open the mint again at 10 a.m. Uh, maybe that is Pacific because it's almost 10 a.m. Eastern right now. But this was the big, biggest clown show and amateurish launch from a team that was supposed to be royalty in the NFT space. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna pull this up on the screen. Thank you, Illidan, for um, for putting that up. Uh, and I'm just going to read it real quick. It says, uh, at everyone due to the website still being attacked and unusable, which I've heard varying reports that that wasn't even a thing. Um, we're pausing the minting till we have it all fixed and upgraded. Minting will start again tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific. Apologies for this fuck up. We had way too many attacks. Uh, the clown emojis went crazy on, on that. Um, and then it was followed up about, uh, 10 minutes later with due to us not being able to moderate chats, false information spreading FUD and trolls. We are closing Discord chat until tomorrow morning when our moderators wake up. Apologies to RTFK or Artifact. Oh my God, I almost did the RTFK <laughs> Artifact community. Um, Aren't they in England? Isn't it like afternoon now? Aren't they English? I don't know. Wrong about that. Uh, fleeing the country might... No, I'm just kidding. But uh, you know, there has been a real trend in trying to reinvent the mint wheel, right? I mean, we know that one of the number one topics every single day in this space is gas, 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 gas. It's all everybody talks about. They don't want to pay the fees. Fees are too high. Fees are too low. When is gas going down? Whatever, right? So apparently Artifact made this their entire obsession. And for two months, all we heard where delays and delays because the tech is so good and because we want to figure out clever ways to avoid a gas war. Well, maybe they tried to save people money in a gas war, but how many people bought worthless NFTs right after they took the snapshot? Because so if you don't know, when they took the snapshot for the pre-sales of people who are eligible, there were certain NFTs that wouldn't jive with the 1155, which is the type of contract they put the vials on. So they had to issue a bonus NFT to people with those pre-sale eligible ones so that they could mint from the website. So you had this disc that once they gave it to you before the sale started was worth 12.65 E. In other words, the opening line for Artifact was 4.2 E. That was what you paid if you bought one of the pre-sale discs to mint three artifacts, right? And once you use that disc, there that it was useless after that. There was nothing you could do with it. Maybe they'll name future utility. But within about 20 minutes, there was five sales for 5E, 3E, 2E, because people didn't realize these discs were useless. This had happened to Artifact numerous times with their other products. Because with Artifact, one of the big angles is you get to forge your NFT and get a physical. Well, there's no easy way on OpenSea to say this was forged, this was used, this NFT is useless now. So all the money they may have saved people in gas, people got scammed and tricked into buying something that they thought was worth anything and it was worthless. So there were so many sloppy, boneheaded moves by these guys. And you know, forget the fact that they started these NFTs at 3E, whatever you think about the price. If you 
release the, you know, if you do this pre-sale at 0.05 and every large whale and every large collector already has dozens, if not hundreds of these things, there's very few insiders left to buy on the open market. You're completely dependent on normies and celebrities. Normies and celebrities aren't minting from contract. And if they spend 30 minutes trying to get on a website, they're going to give up. And that thing wasn't functional for 45 minutes. Especially when they're waving $12,000 around. No. And I mean, you think these people wait online at Louis Vuitton to buy a handbag? The people they expected to pay $15,000 for a Takashi NFT weren't going to sit there and click refresh all night, period. Right. So. Uh, you saw a thousand of these, these these things fly at 3E right when they started the website. I'm not sure they wouldn't have continued to mint out, maybe even before where they are now, right? But every single dynamic about this launch was overthought because they were concerned, I guess, about a gas war, which only would have benefited the price of their NFTs at this point. They claimed they were doing everything for community when it seems like they were doing the exact opposite. Yeah, it's a it's a tough look for them. And you actually raise an interesting point about, um, you know, people willing to wait in line for uh, for something or, you know, based on the the current price of Ethereum, like we're looking at almost fifteen thousand uh, dollars at the three ETH mark. And uh, I'm sorry, but it doesn't inspire a whole lot of confidence when you go to a website to spend fifteen thousand dollars and the website doesn't work. Right. Like, yeah. How 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 do you feel good about that purchase? Right. So that was kind of, you know, check number one. Um, and then, you know, the other thing was it. I think it got down to what? Two point five ETH on the Dutch auction, two point four ETH. And they just they, uh, two point six is what it stopped at. OK. So and they they minted about two thousand of them. Right. And yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they they shut the Dutch auction down, and obviously we talked about minting is supposed to resume resume at one a uh, one p.m. Eastern, ten p.m. or fuck, ten a.m. Pacific, and uh, I I don't know, I I don't know how I feel about this. Like, I, you got to have it in the back of your mind that this just wasn't wasn't going according to plan, and the price was going, and like at the two point six, there was only I think two sales uh, that went through, and. Um, you know, I, I hate to to fud a project or speculate too much. Like we're going on pretty limited information here, but it does does I, I do get the sense that there was some internal like uh let's let's cut this shit off and regroup and figure out how to save face here because you know, not only did they stop the mint down and they said their their website was under a DDoS attack, um, but to shut the Discord down in the fashion that they did and then just say in the midst of making uh, you know, potentially a hundred million dollars saying, yeah, uh, we'll do this again when we wake up. Like <laughs> you have your mod team going. Like, I don't care if you say, look, the drops at 5 p.m. Like you need to be ready to go for 12 hours, 15 hours. Um, like it's all hands on deck. If you need to adjust your sleep schedule, this is like the the premier launch of the year. Like, do it. What the fuck is like, <laughs> I-, I need to go to sleep. I need to go to sleep. It, it, Who the fuck is sleeping? If you need to adjust your schedule, please do it to buy our NFTs. But our mod team will not be adjusting their sleep schedule. We're going to sleep with this fucking $60 million and you guys can fuck right off until tomorrow. Uh, dude. <laughs> this honestly reeks of ego too. I think these guys were just way too confident in 
the fact that they could do anything they wanted and get away with it. And it's not I, I don't think they had bad intentions. I just think they thought too much of themselves. Again, they it was hubris thought. You know, they yeah, hubris, exactly. They overthought this process. People love minting. People love the reveal. People love waiting 24 hours so that they could sell one and get out with a profit. There are certain things that are standard practice and people just like, and there was no reason for them to overthink that. They should, you know, I, I am holding, you know, all this said, and I am just disgusted with the launch and, and their response to it. I'm more disgusted with their response to it. Um, I believe in the project. I tweeted a thread yesterday that goes over the finer points of what they're trying to do. I think this project suffers from what many projects suffer from, and that is they are very early for the concept they're trying to put out there. One, nobody cares about 3D art in this market yet. You know, most people weren't here before February. I've been here for a couple of years. Last year, 3D art was the only thing that was selling. There were a few, there were some pixel projects that showed up early in 2022 and 2021, but 3D was the meta at the time. It was what everybody was into. And I do think we are going to go back there, especially when you combine it with the metaverse coming into, you know, the, the popular lexicon, Facebook, and then the hardware and VR and all this stuff becoming popular. I think Clonex is going to be very successful. And I don't think a bad launch has anything to do with the product's longevity. How many failed, botched, fucked up launches have we seen where the where the product moons after? I'm not particularly concerned with the long-term prospects of the Clonex product, but I am concerned with how this team, I am concerned with how the team is going to respond at this point. I believe they should burn the remaining supply. Uh, it's, it really, I think everybody has a bad taste in their mouth. They, they did not realize that the two forces of this Dutch auction starting lower then they were already priced for on OpenSea. And all these people who paid 0.05 watching the Dutch auction, getting nervous, starting to undercut, that then would stop people from buying from the Dutch auction. It was this self, you know, as a feedback loop. It was ridiculous. I mean, they really screwed that up. So, so I want to just quickly touch on a couple of other things. Um, sorry, Ango, if you have something to add to that. No, 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 no. You, you guys go ahead. I don't want to slow anything down. Like, I'm mostly just going to FUD. Them anyway, oh, so don't worry. I, I'll I'll give you your opportunity to uh, just <laughs> do do keep in mind that there are some people that are involved in this project in the Discord, so maybe don't fud too too hard. But uh, no, 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 I get it. It, it is it's a funny situation. Uh, I, and I just wanted to bring up the fact that like um, I, I think one of the things that maybe people started to realize um, was going down that they they were also charging a ten percent royalty on top of the two two and a half percent that OpenSea takes. So now there's a twelve and a half percent cut on everything that's uh that's happening in their ecosystem and on the vials that on is, the vials this was their genius idea to try to make sure that nobody would trade the vials because nobody would be willing to pay the 10 percent. that royalty will go down when the uh when the clonexes show up in people's accounts. yeah oh it's still it's still gross though like um and no, my thing was, I just think that if you were going to run the Dutch auction, like it should have been somebody pointed out in the, the AM show chat that 
you know, that doing the point one every 30 minutes was a really, really dumb idea since Dutch auctions are all about momentum. Because look at like, you know, granted, I'm not comparing Artifact to, you know, Bay C, but look at how the May C Dutch auction went. Like, look how quickly the price decreased yeah, with that. And I mean, it yeah. took, and that was also a 20, you know, that was also a 20K collection. Um, and again, I'm not comparing the two projects at all, but look at how, you know, a Dutch auction run that way versus a Dutch auction run this way. You can kind of see. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's tough whenever you have uh, pre-sale, like the whitelist, there's 10,000 being sold at 0.05. And then you're like, okay, the other 10,000 are going to be sold. Like the, they're going to start at three fucking ETH. Like, I don't know, man. Like that just seemed like a recipe for disaster to begin with. But somebody I'll in your chat. Happily, had, I will happily compare Board Ape Yacht Club to Artifact. You know, Artifact was Board Ape Yacht Club before they showed up. This was the darling of the NFT space. They had invented the idea of utility, right? Like nobody had done anything like this before. They they went after the same crowd that Board Ape Yacht Club now owns, which is that supreme sneakerhead hype basketball type of crowd. And it's very comparable. And they, you know, <laughs> they say, if you come for the king, don't miss. And Board Ape Yacht Club has reinvented utility and is eating artifacts lunch. Even just like you said, look at that Dutch auction. 30 minute intervals. Come on. That's everything insane. about that, that- fucked. But that's why that's also I'll say one last thing, but that's also one of the reasons why I thought that the um, that the Clonex thing might suffer a little bit, too, is because like I've I come from a physical art background like our entire team does. And so like watching Murakami resurface a couple of years ago, open up his archives and start selling stuff that hadn't been sold in years. Um, you know, like, I mean, the margins were crazy on all of that stuff. Right. Because like before then, like Murakami stuff had never been easily accessible unless you were fucking rich and then like as he diluted his brand and hey more power to anybody that's getting a bag dude like this is not hate at all but he sold out and you know started making scarves plushes um and all of that stuff and appearing at complex con so it brought in that entire crowd right like the hype beasts the sneaker kids and stuff like that and those guys have you know the patience of i don't know what but it's it doesn't exist Right. So like the minute there's any kind of, you know, anytime there's chum in the water, like those dudes are just going to run for the doors and dump whatever they can. And so that's kind of, you know, just from my experience with these guys, that's kind of what I felt might happen with Clonex. And obviously it's not over yet. You know, the jury's still out on all of that, but that was one of the reasons why I was like, Ooh, I don't, I, and I didn't really love again, like the 0.05 to, you know, the three, Dutch auction. So there was a lot of things that I was just like, man, I don't really love it. I didn't really want to partake, but do, some of them do look really, really good. Um, and you know, some of the other stuff artifacts done, like I like, but yeah, overall I was just on the fence about the entire thing because the type of crowd I thought it was going to draw in. And, uh, I, I wasn't as bullish on Plonix as a lot of other people were, but I do hope that free market gets every single rare it, everybody in this chat who partook gets all of the rares. They all make a fat ass bag 
and everybody's happy. Let's so that's uh, that's the one, right? So uh, on that yeah. note, like I, I I will imagine like it is Tuesday. We will have plenty of uh, discussion based on Clonex probably for the rest of the week. So if you uh, if you aren't interested in this topic, like just a heads up, we'll we'll try to keep it uh, pretty segmented in the future episodes. But yeah, this is something that's going to be ongoing. There's going to be more that's coming out of it, and um, you know anybody that partook in it, I, I really hope that it does work out for you. As free market kind of said, it would be nice if at this point they just kind of put their hands up and said, you know what, um, that didn't go according to plan. Uh, we hit some road bumps. We're just going to burn the rest of the supply. We're going to take the L financially and, uh, and and not try and make this kind of <laughs> drag on for any longer. Um, but guess what? They already spent that money in their head. Man, you know, that's hard to uh, to undo. Well, that's one of the hard things about the Dutch <laughs> auction is, right? Like, the, the, obviously, the way that this went down, they were ex- assuming this was going to go a lot better than it did. Um, and when you're you're staring down the barrel of potentially a three ETH mint or a two ETH mint, or if it goes down to one and a half ETH mint, you're watching that money just drain from your bank account, which, like, didn't actually exist, by the way. Uh, but it, it's, it, it is... It is tough. Um, who knows, like how much money they actually needed for this this whole plan to kind of work out according uh, the way that they saw it go. So maybe that the, they started to realize that um, you know their their own future might have been in jeopardy. I don't know. I'm not an accountant for them, but it, this was 100 IQ on the fucking bell curve. <laughs> <laughs> And is that another mic drop? <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so I, so on that note, yeah. Uh, five e by Friday. One five five. Uh, Shubs is <laughs> licking his lips at that alpha mint pass that is going to be potentially transferred over to him. But I it know, is not over yet. No, 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 no. It's not over yet. Honestly. Oh, is there? Is there? Is there a bet with Shubs? There is. There is. It has to be under two e on Monday nine forty a.m. Was it Monday? Okay, so yeah. what, were, what were the terms then? So if it is Shubs an Alpamint pass, uh, is the uh, okay. gamble here? What we will be <laughs> one of us is sending the other an Alpamint pass uh, under or over two e. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. So, so there are some bull cases, uh, really quickly. Um, one, as, as we kind of talked about with the Kryptoon goons, like say they do end up burning their supply and they do a reveal. If these things, um, you know, when you put them side by side with 50 other ones, if they look great all together, uh, that, that could be very bullish for this project. Um, you know, we always do the PFP test. Uh, I think they'll, they'll turn out fine individually in like a Discord server, like a Discord logo or a Twitter logo or whatever. But, um, you really do have to pass that test of like when you're on OpenSea and you're staring at 60 of them all at once, do any of them stick out to you? Or is it just like kind of like a wash of like, I don't know what I'm looking at. Uh, so if, if these end up looking great in that regard, like next to each other, I could see this, uh, this kind of turning a corner in combination with the the supply being burned but uh that's anyone's guess i i suspect you're right free market it's going to go ahead and that will be at 1 p.m eastern so there will be lots to dissect tomorrow regarding that too um they better have called every goddamn celebrity in their rolodex (laughs) every single you you go buy your fucking clone x at 1 p.m they're they're actually contacting p daddy right uh p diddy (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll just come back to that we'll just come back to that and they're actually covered the bag Wonderful. (laughs) 
Um, okay, uh, enough about us. Let's uh, let's talk about you, Ongo. You are um, you. We'll we'll do about a, a ten minute little uh, thing with you, and then we will move into uh, the voice chat and bring the rest of your team on. But uh, you know, you you launched a successful project with Cyber Babies. Uh, you're you're working in the bot space, uh, particularly for minting. Um, and you mentioned you you've been around in crypto since early 2017. So. Uh, you know, let's let's just really quickly talk about the path from like how you got into crypto uh, to now. Like, I know that's a, a pretty long span of of events. Oh, well, I, I definitely I can say right now that I am not interesting enough to get ten minutes alone. But um, yeah, so I so I've been um, the entire team actually. Like, we've all we've all known each other for about a decade, and um, we were you know botting art releases and stuff like that you know, for years. And, um, one of, one of the team members actually Roush, he, he's been in Bitcoin since, you know, Bitcoin was sub a hundred bucks. And so he's basically been tooting the horn since then he's been banging the drum guys, everybody that he knows buy Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin. And of course, you know, all of us were just like, no dude, no dude, we're not going to buy your fake internet money. Nobody cares about, you know, and so like, as it's increasing and increasing and increasing, finally, I think when Bitcoin hit like a thousand dollars, I'm like, okay, maybe there's actually something to this. Like I should definitely buy some of this fake internet money. And so I think my first crypto purchases were, I bought uh, half a Bitcoin when it was like 985 or so. And he actually was knew about Ethereum pretty early too. So when ETH was like nine bucks, he started beating the drum on that. He's like, look, this is, he's like, this is probably a Ponzi. He's like, but scams pump better than anything else. He's like, so hop on the scam coin. And so like, I bought like 60 ETH at like nine bucks and I promptly sold it at $45 and thought I was the greatest trader of all time. (laughs) Um, so, you know, that, that's how that went. And, um, so like I, I, I was in, I've been in crypto since then, you know, buying this, that and the other. And uh, then earlier this year, one of, another one of our team members, Johnson, had said, he's like, hey, I'm in, you know, some discords and these guys are killing it with NFTs. But I was definitely part of the right click save crowd when I first heard about NFTs. <laughs> uh, you dirty, I, I dirty bastard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, so I hate to admit that, but I definitely was because... Again, though, a lot of it's just because I've been in the physical art world for almost 11 years. Uh, I was just like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I don't I don't care. Like if JPEGs are flipping, like I'm not interested at all. And so that was just, you know, the, the boomer in me. I was just like, get off my lawn. I'm not buying your fucking fake, you know, digital pictures. And um, then, you know, as the months went on, Johnson's like, you know, dudes, like for real, like we really need to start looking at NFTs. And then uh, Roush, another one of our team members, said the same thing. He's like, yeah, dudes. He's like, it's starting to pop up in a lot of my you know, crypto chats. Like, there's something to this. So we all decided, okay, let's, let's dive right in. And then we realized there was you know, a lack of what we were doing in the physical art space, like in the NFT space. And we started talking. And that's kind of how the idea of Cyber Babies was born. And um, yeah, I mean... That that that's that's what started everything. We just realized there was, you know, a lack of uh, the tools that we had been using in the physical space in the NFT space. So we just decided, fuck it, like let's take a shot, right? And the demand the the demand was there for it. Like obviously, like I mean, we've had 
you know, dozens of, you know, people like competitors pop up like Nifty, Ryzen, like all of those guys. So um, clearly there's a massive demand for like the tools we're offering, but we're trying to be uh, the best. Like we want, you know, our users, we want to be a one-stop shop for, you know, all of their needs. We don't want them to feel like, okay, well, we can use cyber babies for this and, you know, then use another tool for that. Like we, we want, like if you buy a baby, we want to offer you a full suite of tools that every trader and collector can use so they don't have to use other tools. Right. Um, so that's why, that's why we're continuing to build out like our tool suite right now, the contract bots and beta. And, um, you know, we're going to continue to dial that in and we obviously like we have other stuff in the works too. So really, awesome. really, really, really excited about the partnership with you guys. And, um, you know, what's in the works. <clears throat> so how do the dynamics work? Um, you buy the NFT, the cyber baby NFT, walk us through, you know, how somebody who doesn't know anything, but just uh, would get access to your product. So the, um, I guess after this, we can probably bring the team on, right? But yeah, yeah. so basically, mm-hmm. you're going to go to open, you're going to go to open um, you're going to purchase the cyber baby. And once you've purchased the cyber baby, you're going to go to our website, which is cyberbabies.io, and you're going to download um, the Chrome extension, which is the um, OpenSea Sniper, um, and the Rarity tool, and the um, the Contract Bot are actually both on site. So, like, you don't need to download anything. You just need to make sure when you're accessing the tools that you are you've connected the wallet that the baby is in because that's your license like if you don't like if you own a baby and you like accidentally misclicked and connected a wallet that didn't have a baby like the tools won't work like that's that's your key to the entire suite like if you don't have it you can't use it so um yeah so there's only so yeah so there's only one download and that's the open seat sniper and the other two the other two tools that we currently have like are actually like hosted on our website so there's no download necessary for those Awesome. I know that uh, in business loves your sniper tool. I mean, he absolutely destroyed that Monaco drop overnight uh, the other day. And then your bot tool. So I, I, it's single use keys, if I'm not mistaken. Could you go into that a little bit? Yeah. So we, um, I mean, that was one of those things where we, we went back and forth forever about it. We didn't really know what the um, right move was because again, we see like what competitors are charging and, you know, some of these guys are charging like four to five ETH for the lifetime license. And then there's also like a monthly renewal fee and I won't say any names, but one of our competitors is charging five ETH for the lifetime pass. And then I think it's 1.5 or two ETH per month for renewal Wow. Yeah. And, and so then you look at months like October where it was, you know, like a quote unquote black swan event for NFTs and <laughs> nobody was buying shit. Like imagine spending fucking, you know, $9,000 for the month of October on a renewal and you didn't buy a fucking thing. Um, like that would, that I would be pretty upset about that. Right. And nobody, and you know, nobody knew that that kind of event was coming. So yeah, it's a business right off. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So we, uh, so we're just, we're, you know, surveying the landscape, seeing how everything's going. And, um, you know, just like any other discord, we have, um, you know, we have guys that have massive bankrolls. We have guys that, you know, they're, you know, they, they're, they want to take, you know, their 0.1 wins, their 0.2 wins, and they're trying to get to that point where they have a massive bankroll. So we serve like, you know, this large swath 
of like collectors and traders. And so we wanted to find a way to make it as affordable as possible. Um, and so the key, the keys was the idea because it, with the keys, at least somebody, because say you're somebody like, say you're a baby holder and you're extremely selective about what you buy. And you're like, man, I might only buy, like actually buy like two or three NFTs a month. Why do I want to spend, you know, 0.75 ETH for a license for something? Um, so we, we decided we were like, well, why don't we just release a keys, which is a, which is a one-time use. And so then you like, cause we know when most of these big drops are happening. So if you're somebody that is really selective and you're like, Oh, I just want to hit the really, really big shit. You can say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to buy, you know, 10 keys the night before, you know, the Clonex drop. And, you know, I'm just going to hit that drop really, really hard. You can do that. Like you have the option to do that. But, um, you know, some of, some of our members definitely were just like, well, We'd 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 like a lifetime option, so um, you know now we have a lifetime license as well. Um, but yeah, that that's where it came from. We were really trying to we didn't want to price anybody out. Basically, we wanted everybody to have access to the contract bot without pricing anybody out. And we felt that at point oh three, that that was a, that that was a pretty fair price point. And we didn't think that you know anybody was going to feel like oh you know these guys are just trying to cash grab us or anything like that. And uh, the response was mo- mostly positive. I think some people just expected, you know, cause some guys are just like, dude, I just want to pay like a renewal or, you know, one-time fee and just not have to worry about, you know, doing this or that or the other. But yeah, that, that, that was ultimately why we decided on that. It's just because we know that, you know, in our group that there's a large variety of collectors and traders. So we kind of wanted to try to serve everybody the best we could and not price anybody out. I think that's smart. It must also reduce load on your product too, right? Yeah, 100% does. 100% does. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you've done some definitely- some interesting stuff with that um, you know, in regards to doing the single use like, you know, there is a little bit of selectiveness to it. Um, you are making it accessible for people that might not want to do this all the time but are uh, you know, have their eye on a project that they really really want to be a part of and maybe it's just worth that extra little additional investment into their cost basis to use it. Um, and then, you know, I, I actually really like the fact that you've capped the amount of, uh, lifetime, um, uh, products that you've used too. I believe it was 25, right? Yeah. For, yeah. For the lifetime license. But, um, with it, with the tools, like just, you know, to be clear, the, the sniper and the rarity bot, those are lifetime tools. So like, yes, the contract bot understandably requires like an additional fee but the OpenSea sniper and the rarity tool are lifetime licenses so when you buy the cyber baby you're always going to have access to both of those tools and every single upgrade and update that comes with those yeah that's super cool i liked your art too (laughs) do you know do you know how much fun our team had curating those like we have like the i think the team's overwhelming favorite was the heisenberg baby um i'll have one of the guys if i know that the team's listening guys can one of y'all post the heisenberg baby in the am chat yeah no. that dude oh, we I had see it, yeah we, we yeah we had a shit ton of fun like curating these and so it was really really nice when everybody's just like okay your tools are your tools are really cool but these babies are fucking awesome too so like it's always nice to hear like good shit about your project right like anytime somebody's like hey you guys did a good job it, it, it makes you feel good and like our entire team is fucking incredible man like those guys are 
really, really great. We're going to have a uh, chance to, to chat with them. So um, just real quick, um, give us the uh, the 60 second overview of what we're going to see uh, in the demo. Um, I, I I do just want to preface the fact that we are going to have to do that in the uh, the Moon Lounge voice chat because we uh, that's how you have access to sharing your screen. Um, for anybody that's listening, that's not part of the Moon Lounge. Um, it will be recorded. We will put it up on YouTube later. Uh, but for now, this will be like a, a direct access thing for um, for Moon Lounge holders. Um, but yeah, give us the the sixty seconds of uh, if if people want to jump down there with us, uh, what to expect. Uh, well, we, I know that we want to do a Q and a with the team, so we'll be there to answer like any questions you guys might have just about the products in general, or, you know, security concerns you might have regarding installing uh, a Chrome extension to your computer. Um, and we're also going to do a full demo. Uh, we're going to let, um, our dev actually is going to do the demo. Um, so our lead dev is going to do the demo and it's going to be a full demo for the OpenSea Sniper and all the features that it has. Um, the rarity bot and the features that it has. And then also he's going to show, you know, how the beta bot, the contract bot works. Amazing. So, um, because yeah, cause it seems like, you know, your users definitely have a lot of questions on the functionality of the tools and stuff like that. So we figured if we just show them instead of tell them that would be, you know, the best course of action. Love it. Um, okay. So we normally cap off the show. Uh, we got about, I, I don't know, let's say 15 more minutes for, for the Q and a session. Um, if you're going to ask Q and a sessions, uh, regarding the, uh, the cyber babies or the flashbot, let's, uh, let's keep that to the, uh, the, the voice chat that we're going to do. Um, but if you want to come up here and, and talk about anything that we, we spoke about or anything that you're looking forward to today, just throw your hand up. We'll bring you up on the stage and, uh, and shoot the shit with you for, yeah, I would say let's do it for 15 minutes and then we'll, uh, we'll move on down to the, the voice chat. Um, and while I'm waiting for people to put their hands up, I do just want to say, I'm going to invite Cass up there, but, um, we did last night sell out of the, uh, wave two of the, the moon lounge pass. So, uh, amazing. Yeah. Basically eight days to sell out the second round of them. And that was going through the, uh, the Thanksgiving alpha mint bear market, which was (laughs) just a little, little bit of a quieter time for us, but, uh, super, super bullish to, uh, to hear about that. And we have so much stuff that we're talking about behind the scenes that we're excited to announce um, and, and included in that will be the details for wave three. So if anybody is listening and they're sitting on the sidelines, fear not um, it, it is coming and it'll, will come soon. Um, and I know the last wave, there was some concerns about a gas war, which is incredibly flattering, but uh, do not, do not worry about the gas war too. You do not have to be sitting. We have at- been planning for two months, everything we can do to avoid a gas war. It yeah. is our main concern. <laughs> it's all we've been thinking about, and we're transferring to a one five five one con. Whatever. All right, I'm done. With yeah, yeah. yeah guys, no when, Dutch when option. Are when, are when, when are y'all shutting down the Discord because of FUD, guys? No more passes. This is bullshit. <laughs> Cash, what's going on, man? GM. Yeah, what's good, guys? Oh, we're having a great day. Oh, and also, yeah, I don't know if you saw Free Market. Sixty-five listeners we capped out at. So, yeah, amazing, wow. good stuff. It's all I'm putting that at on least Ongo. Something's making an all-time high today. Yeah, uh, Cass, <laughs> take know, it away. Been actually, it's been really good, man. Like because I remember when I first came in, it was like twenty-eight in the audience, twenty-seven, oh. twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty. To yeah. get sixty—that's an achievement, guys, man. So well done. Up and to the you. right. Yeah, no, that's 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 moving, man. Um, yeah, so how you guys been? You you seem pumped. Snoop Dogg fan, like I'm grumpy. Yeah, free market's having a day. Uh, understandably. <laughs> so. 
but uh, worry, we'll, we'll, we'll do the snoop. Well, one day when I come down to Canada, we'll do the snoop. <laughs> Is that like get get high on narcotics? Oh my god! Oh, I, I was going to say you're talking to the wrong host. Uh, you know, are you guys ripping the bong again? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Just straight up paper. Um. Anyway. <laughs> no. Um. What's um the one thing I was going to ask? or I'm curious about, um, what are your thoughts on talking about play-to-earn games? What are your thoughts on Ants, which I found that their Discord was really, really, really cool, and um, Purgatory? You may have to drop those links for me. I know nothing. Uh, is Ants, this uh, is Ants game? Oh, maybe Ango knows. Yeah, it's, are you, yeah it's, it's an alien Discord. I'll drop the link in the dojo. Awesome. That's when you're. That's that's when you're talking about, right, Cass? The alien yeah, one. That's, that's what I'm talking about, yeah. dude. It's it, it's it's wild in there, man. I'll I'll uh I'll drop the link for everyone right now. Whitelist, but it was great. It was so much fun just to get whitelist. It was, and and their concept was really cool. Um, I'll send you the link to Purgatory as well. Oh, there's yeah, there's Purgatory, but then there's two different sections. Uh, one is called um, one is called Zeus Army. The other one's Dante's Army. And there's two separate mints on each army for the game. Um, I'll send you the link for, for Zeus. Uh, invite people. Quick, did you just say it was fun to get whitelisted? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trip called from downtown. <laughs> he just came on with that snipe. Boom. No, normally, normally it's like a real graft and an effort to get on whitelist, or you have to be super quick. But um, it was just weird ants was just weird you had to do these like i think it was a way to get you to rank up but they didn't do it in a way all the names are question marks all the names are question marks so you don't know who's who um and yeah like you have to i had to do these um these bot sequences in some sort of way and then i got whitelist huh. so that's pretty cool it was it was it was mad um, where shall I put it? Shall I put it in? Yeah, in the AM show chat if you... Uh, AM comment. show chat, yeah, it's best. It's right above the the stage. Another one I know the AM dojo is crazy about is that Nora game, N-O-R-J-A, Nora, which is also an entirely gamified Discord. It's always in character. There's no anime mental health hobby rooms it's it's you're in this medieval battle everyone has their sides and i don't even know if it's an nft project i I couldn't even tell you if there's art i just know that everyone's always uh attacking and defending and people love the gamified disc it's it's just i I think it's ever small the the whole gaming thing has really taken off over the past three weeks two three weeks oh yeah um, and yeah, it's just got me really excited because when I, when I got into the whole NFT space, it was like, okay, uh, PFPs are cool, but there needs to be more utility. Then people tried to start bringing this outside of the world utility, which can work for some people and doesn't for others. And then now it's just gaming and so, so, so Aww. because the, the gaming population is so big, it's massive. So for this to go mainstream or for, for the whole NFT space to go mainstream, gaming, I think, would be really important to kind of get that involved. So actually, through, uh, during the show, and uh, 
try not to like pump my own bags all the time or whatever. But <laughs> uh, Headdow actually did announce uh, Shamdu on Twitter announced that he wanted to do a game surrounding the uh, Headdow using the the token. Um, from there and asked for approval from the DAO uh, for like 30 million tokens or something, which probably sitting out of like $15 million, I think, um, to, to get that going. And the DAO is voting like heavily in favor of of doing this. Like last I saw last night, it was like 400 votes yes and zero votes no. Um, so if you are involved in that project, there's some kind of bullish news. The, the, uh, the volume kind of picked up overnight on that and uh, it kind of ran up to about a 0.3 floor right now. But um, it'll be interesting to see what they what they do. Um, I'm not sure if they're late to the party or whatnot, but uh, anything that uh, continues the tokenomics of the uh, those, you know, the currencies that they're using is uh, going to pique my interest, at least. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So yeah. I, I believe that I don't with gaming, it can't really be a phase. I mean, different types of games, yes, will be a phase, but gaming itself. Yeah, I agree with that very strongly. You know, so if, if it's a case of that do you think nfts are well uh, nfts can be anything really because it's a contract but do you do you do you think that gaming will really help along with coinbase to kind of push it to the masses it's it's one of the big factors no question i think everyone is eagerly anticipating magic the gathering and pokemon entering the fray as the you know the big projects that that people are looking forward to and these are games right i think this is what fundamentally speaks to most people these are entertainment properties right we're competing with netflix and amc and playstation that that is we are competing for for minutes right and just looking at the jpeg isn't necessarily it. So I, I definitely think gaming is the angle here. And it's so primitive right now. I We're all nerds. We love this on-contract gaming. I mean, I'll play fully on the Etherscan contract, and I enjoy it, right? But your average person kind of needs a controller in their hand and some sort of GUI that they uh, identify with. So we're really, really early on this. The the trends in meta are going to change 15 times before mass adoption occurs. And, you know, let's just try to ride every wave. I, I'm totally into the gaming. No, well, I will leave you guys to it to see if you can bring someone else up. Um, and thank you for having me. And I'll speak to you guys tomorrow. Always Thanks, a pleasure. Guys. Take care, guys. All right. If anybody wants to um, to jump up here to to wrap it off with us, um, I, oh, in business, he's about to come give me shit about my head down shell last night. He, uh, he no, 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 no. <laughs> in business is not allowed on the stage. Next, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, he put his hand down. No, I'll bring you up, man. It's uh, oh, he's, fuck, he's a bastard. No, uh, no, no. Um, no talking to Ongo though. This is a Ongo free discussion. You guys uh, got rolling yesterday in the voice chat, and uh, you didn't leave for <laughs> hours. So um, yeah. I, I, I'll kick you off stage if any of this is directed at uh, Cyber Babies, Flashbots, or Ongo. <laughs> I've got ten questions about Cyber Babies. Yeah, you'll get your chance. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. So I, I use uh, we'll use uh, talk about other tools. Yeah. So uh, R two D Gen. Uh, as we affectionately call clout, uh, I, I think you should just stick with that. It's easier to say. Uh, I don't. I don't like. I don't like multi-syllable names. It takes years of my life. Um, <laughs> Time is money, right? Yeah, I'm stealing from you. Can I just go with R two? Yeah, R two is fine. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, yes. Yeah, so we, I used, uh, he had mentioned that and I've, I've been trying out one strategy of like, if you can get on the front of a wave, you know, just either buy them individually or like, let's say you were going to try to pick up five, you know, you just, you just target like the seven or eight or nine on, uh, using genie and try to sweep the floor. Um, you know, hoping for a pump, um, you know, the genie worked, uh, but we just didn't, unfortunately we didn't get the, I didn't get the pump yet that I was hoping for. So. Yeah, it was, that was a, that was a weird one. Like, uh, again, marketing, maybe not some of these projects, strong suits announcing this at what, like 10 o'clock at 10 30, 11 o'clock on a Monday night. Monday. Um, yeah. you know, maybe not the greatest way to do it, but you know, if it's not all about the, the initial pump, um, the volume ended up getting pretty slow throughout the night, but it is uh, it is picking back up. So um, I I don't know, man. I wouldn't write it off. The thing is, like as we were watching this go down, like there was like nothing being listed. Right, right. Yeah, there was very little, very little, uh, very little volume uh, available for purchase. So it definitely could have popped. I think you know that those types of trades, if your plan is to go do it, you're not going to hit them every time. Right. I mean, it is what it is. I what I wonder there is if it's purely a trade degen trade strategy when the pump doesn't come. Do I just, you know, do I sell them again? And then that's just one of those, you know, I lost a little bit of money. Well, I mean, I would spend some time looking into like once the DAO approves it, what kind of game they're looking at doing and if it integrates the head token. Right. Because I I mean, I've had my six staked for a long time. Like I have almost a thousand head tokens and and, and like the head token overnight has more than doubled in price, which is kind of exciting, too. So, like, I mean, if there's some integration with that. Yeah. So the head. So I should have what I did. I should have done it with the head token and not with not with the NFT Uh, for the immediate flip. Yeah, maybe. But, you know. Yeah, I got you. No, I mean, that's that that and that probably would make sense. It's just that that flips the concept from a from a trade to a, you know, to a buy and hold, which is may not be a bad play. It's just not the play that I was making. Yeah. Dude, it's, Go ahead. No, it's just interesting, like, um, like looking how some of these projects like that get these massive supply shocks, which y'all were talking about earlier with whale game, like versus staking and not like earning passive. Like head down, like I mean, there's a massive chunk of those staked, right? And there's like a massive, yeah. yeah and there's a massive, massive, massive chunk of like Evo snails, for example, like you know, which is you know similar. And like it, the supply shock, like I think what head down peaked at like point eight, point eight five, something it, like that. It was and, up there, yeah. Yeah. It, it, our, sorry, I was gonna say that was R 2s complaint with. I think he we're both in whale game. Or whales game, and that was his complaint with whales game is because it's passive staking, um, you don't get that supply shock that you otherwise would see. Yeah, but I'm I'm assuming you saw the uh, compounding thing. So now they're you know I don't know if you heard the, the beginning of the show, but we talked about just like instead of yeah, it's do you see the krill krill compounding thing? No. Oh, okay. So yeah, so now instead of staking your NFTs, um you can actually stake your krill tokens for compound interest on on the uh, the krill token. So now instead of shocking the supply of um the actual, you know, a- NFT portion of the game, you're supply shocking the uh the token part of it, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um at least How's original. How does that work though? Because they already had staking, but but they had it was a, it was a step removed. You had to wrap well, it. Well, liquidity pool, yeah, liquidity. yeah. So that they kind of already had that. So what you're saying is the new the new play is different than that. I think maybe they did that because they just didn't have enough people that understood how to do 
Well, this project minted yesterday, didn't it? Like, I, I have to believe that this was already in the. Two days ago, was it two? Yeah, like I have to believe that this ago. was already in the works because I, I, you know, I don't think you just d- figure out those to- tokenomics and then hard, you know, code it into the contract on the fly like that. Uh, maybe if this was like eight or nine days and the project was stagnating, then maybe. But you know, I mean, they've they've already said that there's there's more to come on top of this, and they're kind of just releasing it in layers. So, um, I mean. I, Again, I don't know what to expect of this. I'm not aping in with all of my liquidity or anything like that, but it has all of a sudden kind of entered that realm of this is an interesting hold now. This thing has come back from the dead, I think, three times. It has, now. yeah. It's it's been down at like point. I was I literally was going to sweep like twenty last night at point oh four, and I'm now I'm like ah ah yeah, hearing that. But it might be a good play if you know for beginner listeners if you guys see it back down at those levels. Um. They seem to be, this is, this is not like people, you know, came out at a derivative time as the other games, but this is not derivative of uh, wolf game. This was different code. I also think that um, if you're, if you're operating on lower liquidity, uh, this has not destroyed um, my ETH in terms of paying gas. Like that's, that's one of the reasons why, like, I think if this thing is going to work, it might work in a, in a different kind of way. So uh, I I mean, I don't find that I'm, I'm pumping a lot of money into staking, unstaking, claiming, unclaiming, Um, you know, minting is probably the minting. The new fisherman is probably the, uh, the, the biggest expense that I have, but it's immediately plus EV. But in general, I think we were, I think we've kind of given that warning before. If you are new and don't have a lot of liquidity, yeah. staking projects are not the ideal target. Minting um, is the way. White lists are the way for sure. So um, in business, right. we're going to have, uh, I'm sure you'll you'll join us and uh, have more conversation, uh, more centered around cyber babies and the, the flashbot and everything that the team is going to show us. Um, Freemark, is there anything you want to uh, to finish us off with? Thursday, we got a pretty special show planned, which isn't going to be part of the morning show. It'll be later in the afternoon. We are going to have on the creator of Little Lemon Friends. I think you know how bullish uh, AM is on this project. And big news, we actually have 10 whitelist spots. Uh, We're going to be giving away. We're going to be giving away uh, some of them to people who are listening in the audience. So tell your friends. Uh, it's going to be sometime after 2 p.m. I will tweet about the actual um, the actual time. So I'll give everybody some notice. But this is my favorite upcoming project. I am so excited and honored that he gave us uh, whitelist spots to give away to our AM members. And we are even going to give away a few to the general. So... Please tune in for that. I am pumped. Huge. Ongo, how was your uh, first AM show uh, co-host experience? Uh, it was fun, man. It was really, really fun. Like the uh, the rest of the team, like when they get on, they're going to tell you, like, I never shut the fuck up. <laughs> so like this is this was, this was like whenever you guys were like, hey, do you want to get on and talk shit? Absolutely. Like I could not say yes fast enough. I didn't. Dude, it was a lot of fun, man. I had a really good time. Good. And I'm we're back. talking about stuff that we're all interested in. So yeah, like, of course, like my wife gets tired of hearing about this shit. So it's nice to talk to you guys about it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely can empathize with that sometimes for sure. So yeah, uh, thank you so much for, for doing this with us. Uh, great to have you up here. It was a lot of fun. Uh, free market. You want to, you want to give the, uh, the final shout? 
Good luck at the tables, everyone. Good luck at the tables. We'll see you down in the voice chat. And and again, real quick for anybody that listened uh, and jumped in late or uh, misses episodes, it's up on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And uh, yeah, we out.